Good morning. Happy New Year. It's great to be together, and I know there's a snow outside. I know it's sort of still the holiday season, but to be able to gather together as a church family and to dedicate this next year, not knowing what's coming, to the Lord through communion, what a beautiful thing to do. So thank you. I know it was not without effort for you to be here, uh, and I'm grateful that you're here. Let's pray together, and then I have a short devotional I'd like to share with you um, before we celebrate communion together. Father, we are glad to be in your presence. Uh, Jesus, you are the son of righteousness, and in your presence there is warmth, there is life, there is light, there is grace and peace. And so we are glad to be gathered here in this place. For those who aren't able to join us uh, in person but are with us online, Lord, we thank you and praise you, God, uh, that they too can be a part of what's happening. Uh, Lord, for those who are shut in and unable, uh, God, to be a part at all, Lord, would you bless them in a special way today? Would you be near to them and be close to them? God, we thank you that you do not forget about any of us. Lord, we've gathered in this place at the beginning of a new year, and Lord, in many ways, uh, it's just the change of a couple of days on a calendar. But in another way, Lord, it feels uh, momentous. Uh, 2022, uh, it's a new year, a different year. God, we pray that as we look around this world, uh, Lord, we see, uh, Lord, you at work shaking the very institutions of this world, governments, nations, businesses, churches, schools, we feel shaken, Lord. And so we're reminded, God, of the promise in Habakkuk, Lord, that when you move upon the earth, you shake all things, God, but your promise is, is that you've come among us to do good, and so we trust you and we believe. Give us eyes of faith to see that the chaos around us, uh, Lord, is a means to an end and not an end in itself. God, with the writer of Habakkuk, we gather together today and say, although there is no olive oil in the jars, Although there's no figs on the trees, Lord, no grapes on the grapevine, no sheep in the pen, still we choose to rejoice. We rejoice in you, God, our Savior. And if we have you, Lord, it is more than enough. And God, whether or not there's enough food or supplies or uh, able to get all of the stuff that we need, Lord, if you are with us, we have life. Uh, Lord, and apart from you, there is no life. So God, we've gathered today in this place, the first day of the week and uh, uh, among the first days of the year so that we can be blessed by your presence. So Jesus, would you draw near to us? Would you be close to us? Would you be present especially as we celebrate this communion time? Jesus, you told us that you longed to celebrate the last supper with your disciples. And here we are celebrating the Lord's supper with you today. How much more must your joy be full to see uh, more than just 12 gathered here today, to partake with you, to celebrate with you, to have hope with you, and to look to you for all things. Bless us as we look at your word. Guide us as we go through the time of communion and worship and singing and prayer. For we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the Hebrew Bible... The very first word that you see is a word called beresit. We translate it beginning or in the beginning, but this is the very first word of the book of Genesis, the very first word of the Bible, and the, really the very first word of human history, beresit. 
In a Hebrew Bible, this is actually the name of the book that we've been studying this year. In English, we call it Genesis. But in Hebrew, the name of the book is Bereshit, beginning. The very first sentence says, in the beginning, Bereshit. The next word is Elohim. Bereshit, Elohim, in the beginning, God. Elohim is the word for God. We talked about this at the very beginning of our series on Genesis, that God is the subject of that sentence and of all sentences, that God is the subject of all things, and that as we gather together, we are reminded that God is in control of everything, that all things are here because God created them, that God redeems, God saves, God guides, God protects, God speaks. God is the subject of all things. But it's interesting that the first word of the sentence is in the beginning, Bereshit. And we are reminded that this God who is the subject of all things, this God is the God of beginnings and new beginnings. The Bible opens with God creating. It's a new beginning. It's a hopeful word. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and God manifested his creative power in the beginning. Interestingly, the Bible not only begins with a beginning, it ends with a beginning as well. The last couple of chapters of the Bible, the last few chapters of human history, God says, I am doing something new. A new heavens and a new earth, and the Bible ends with a beginning. And all throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, we have beginnings. A new nation, a new covenant, God doing new things. Isaiah says, look around. God is doing something new. This should not surprise us because God, the one that we meet at the beginning, is the creator. And when you are a creator, you are creating new things, new beginnings. Today we speak about content creators or creative people those are people who create stuff, stuff that wasn't here before. An author creates a book. An author creates a paper. When you write, there is a new beginning, a first chapter, a new start, something fresh and new. A sculptor who is creative is creating new works of art. There's always new beginnings. An architect Designing houses, there's always something new, a start, a beginning to the design. This is what creators do, they create. And so when we think about God as creator, we think it's not surprising that there is with God always something new, something new beginning that's starting. He's always creating. When we look in the book of Genesis, God creates the whole world, but then he just goes on creating. He creates clothes. He creates an ark. He creates a covenant. He creates languages. He creates nations. God is constantly creating, which means he is constantly making new things, which means there's always new beginnings. 
Now, one thing that's relevant to me as I look through the very first two verses in the book of Genesis, it's relevant for us today as we enter a new year and think about our creator God who is always creating new things. Look at what verses one and two of Genesis one say about this very first act of creation because I think it reveals something that's true about how God does creation all the time. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. What this means is is that when God pulled back, so he's omnipresent, in order for him to make space to create something, he has to pull back who he is to have a space to create into. That when he does that, verse two says that what is first in that space when God pulls back is chaos, formlessness, emptiness, confusion. It's symbolized by the seas, the storming seas. And it's into that chaos and that confusion that God speaks creative words. And in those creative words, something new comes in the chaos. That's not just how God created at the beginning. That tends to be the pattern of how he does creation in an ongoing way. When Adam and Eve were allowed to make their own decision about what to eat, their decision to disobey God created chaos and confusion, but into that chaos, God spoke a word of promise and he created a new life, a baby, given to Adam and Eve, the first child born in human history. God created something new. When the people at the time of Noah were disobeying God and having nothing to do with him. It created chaos, a void of obedience, stormy seas. And what God did is he spoke into that chaos and he created an ark. He created a new beginning for Noah and his family. And there was something new on the earth, a second chance, a new start. At the Tower of Babel, when people refused to obey the Lord, There was chaos and confusion, formlessness and emptiness, raging seas, and God spoke into that and created the multiplicity of languages and cultures and nations so that he might create a new nation out of all of those through which to bring redemption. This is what God does as he speaks into the chaos words of creation. What does that have to do with us today? Well, as you are well aware, in the world around us, there is an inordinate amount of chaos. There is confusion. It feels like we are lost at sea. COVID continues to rage. Politically, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Geopolitically, with various nations doing various things at workplace, with supply chains and schools, there's chaos everywhere. Which means... It's ripe for God to speak a word of creation into it. I don't know what's coming for you or for me in 2022. I don't know what will happen with COVID. I don't know what will happen with your job or your health, your family, 
with relationships, with loved ones, in your marriage, at school, with career, retirement, I have no idea. But I do know that the God who is the subject of all things, the God who is seated on the throne today, is a creative God. And that as we come to this new year, the season is ripe, both in worldwide, in our country, in our church, and in your life, I'm sure, for God to speak a creative word and to do something new. And the God that we worship, the God that is revealed to us, the God that we know, what we know about him is he is a creator God who is always creating new things, new beginnings. So as we come to our time of communion and we think about this coming year, I'd like you to think less about all the things that might go wrong this year all the problems and difficulties, all the things you might be asked to let go of. And instead, think about the fact that this year, God wants to do something new. He wants to create something in your life, in my life, in this church, in this country, in this world. And all he needs is somebody who will just let him do what he wants to do. See, even though Genesis is about beginnings and about the start of all things, it's really a book about people. Adam, Eve, Cain, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Lot, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, Joseph, Judah. The list goes on and on. It's just simply people, individuals, whom God spoke into the chaos of their life and created something new. This is what he does all of the time and all God is looking for in 2022 is some of us who are willing to believe that the chaos does not mean that God is not in control. The chaos is allowed by God so that he might manifest his creative power and speak something new. So I pray that as you come to the time of communion, remember, this is a celebration of the new covenant. That as you hold in your hand and take the bread and you take the cup, I'd like for you to perhaps in your heart, in your mind, dedicate yourself to the Lord to say, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want to create in me, through me, for me, whatever you want to do, Lord, I'm ready for you to do. And to go into this next year saying, I don't know what might be taken away, but God, I believe you want to do something new. And if you need to take from me, Fox News or TikTok or video games or my phone or my job or a relationship or something else that I'm holding on to because you want to create something new, here it is, Lord. What better way to start the new year than to put our hope and faith in a God of new beginnings, a God who's always creating, a God who wants to do something fresh and new. Let's ask him to do that. As we come to the time of communion, let me give you a few more instructions. Andy gave us some at the beginning. Number one, if you're not yet a Christian, this is a celebration of being a Christian. 
if you want God to create in you new life, all you have to do is simply believe and accept that God loves you, that he sent his son Jesus to die for you, that he raised Jesus from the dead so that you can have new life. And if today in your heart you're willing to believe that, God will create in you new life. If you accept that, please, would you come forward and take communion in celebration of that new life? If you've not done that or aren't ready to do that yet this morning, you got two choices. One, you can just stay in your seat when people come forward. That's perfectly acceptable. We're so glad you're here. We're gonna be singing songs. We'd love for you just to join with us in the singing and the joy and the blessing of God. Your second option is you can come forward. That would be fantastic. It's just when it's time to receive the bread or cup, just simply indicate that you're not partaking of the bread or cup. But if you would, we would like to bless you, just to say a blessing over you. Because the God who loves you wants to bless you. And our prayer for you this year is God would bless you so much that you would be drawn to believe in him. So if you're willing, come forward. And uh, the, the, the pastoral staff member or the elder who's here would just say a blessing over you. For those who are Christians, uh, if you are unable or unwilling to come forward, uh, that's perfectly fine. If you'd prefer to stay in your seats, you just raise your hand and we will bring, we will have communion brought to you. If you're in the socially distanced section back there, you should have received prepackaged communion. There will not be a specific time like we normally do where we stop and say the words of the institution, this is Christ's body broken for you. Those will be said at the table. So feel free to take partake of communion if you have one of the prepackaged ones uh, sort of as the spirit leads during the time of singing. For those who are going to come forward, you simply will be dismissed by rows. You'll exit to your right. You'll stand at the blue line so you're socially distanced. You'll come forward to the table that's in front of your section and you'll receive first a piece of bread. If you need gluten-free bread, just indicate that. They're in the baskets here and we have gluten-free bread for you. You will hear a pastoral staff member or an elder say to you, this is Christ's body broken for you or something like that. You take the bread and you eat it right there and then you receive a cup and you hear uh, the word said over the cup, said to you personally, this is because Jesus died for you. And so we like to take the time to emphasize the fact that although he died for all of us, he died for each of us individually. So you receive the cup, you drink the cup right here, and then there is a uh, bin that you can throw your empty cup in, and you return to your section on, your, on the left-hand side. During this time, there will be singing, uh, participate in the worship, an opportunity to kind of have your hearts be right with the Lord. But I ask during this time especially, think about committing yourself to the Lord and asking him, God, would you create something new? Would you do something, a new beginning in my life? Do something through me for others? Do something in this church, in this country, in this world? God, I want to see you at work here. I'd like to invite those who are helping serve if you'll come to your stations uh, to be able to serve the communion. And then I'm going to pray and dedicate our time to the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you because you are the creative God. You create all things. You have made us new creations. And in you, there is always new. Lord, our world is indeed filled with chaos and confusion. God, we are ripe for your creative powers. 
Forgive us, Lord, for trying to hold on to things and contributing to the chaos. May we release those into your love and into your care. And God, as we partake of this bread and of this cup, would you create in us a new heart? Would you create in us a new spirit? And would you do something in and through us that only you can do? Jesus, we thank you for this new covenant, that you will forgive our sins and remember them no more, that you will give us new life, abundant life, full life. And we celebrate you as we partake of these elements. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this podcast from Calvary Church. We hope this message has brought the light and hope of God's presence into your life, refreshing your soul for the journey the Lord has you on. If you have a spiritual need or would like to connect further with the work God is doing through Calvary Church, seek us out online at calvarygr.org. On our website, you can also find an archive of previous messages from this series. Thanks for listening.